Thank you very much. Take your Bibles, Luke chapter number 19. You can remain standing, Luke chapter number 19. Dr. Getz, thank you, and it's a joy to be with you this morning. I'm excited about what we have the opportunity to do together today, and I'm grateful for the fact that West Coast Baptist College has remained true uh, to seeking and saving that which is lost. And I remember I was sitting on the front row thinking it was 20 years ago that I was a freshman at West Coast Baptist College. And I remember going into special days, uh, Dr. Getch would come to the podium, he would have his uh, cooler of his uh, six Diet Cokes, uh, usually at the podium at his seat, uh, he would tell us, now students, I'm knocking every door in Lake L.A., uh, this is what we're being called to do this week. And uh, then I think Dr. Getch, I don't think he did it all in one day, he may have, I don't know, but I think it took him more than one day to do it. Uh, but then it seemed like that week we would hear the stories of the near-death experiences from the dogs and the various things that would happen, you know. And it's just fun to reflect back on 20 years of uh, collegiate life here at West Coast Baptist College and to see that there's still a heart uh, to go and reach community with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful for a leadership and an administration that has stayed true to it. And I'm grateful that uh, today I get to be a part of it in some small way and then get to go with you and uh, sow those seeds in our community today. And I am convinced that our paths will cross the paths of somebody today in the need of the Lord Jesus Christ. And even a flyer left on the door can lead to a life change. And I believe we'll see that today. Look at Luke 19, if you would, in verse number 1. The Bible says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And I want to challenge us this morning about the fact that Jesus changes everything. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for a beautiful morning. Thank you for the gift of another day. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to gather together in this room to hear from thee and then to go out and make you known. And I pray that you bless these few moments this morning. I pray that every one of them would count, that not a single one of them would be wasted. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to tune in to your word and to your spirit. May we this morning hear from you personally. I pray, Lord, for me, the messenger this morning, that you'd hide me behind the cross and fill me with your spirit and your power. I ask, Lord, that your word would accomplish its work in our heart. And Lord, as we go out in a moment, as Dr. Getch already challenged and prayed, may we not go out in the power of our flesh, but in your spirit. And may today, literally eternity be touched. And may we remember that indeed you change everything. And for this fact, we praise and we thank you in your precious name. 
Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. The encounter of Jesus Christ with Zacchaeus is certainly a well-known encounter. If you grew up in Sunday school, you remember singing the song about Zacchaeus climbing up into the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And it's a great story of the evangelistic heart of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's the great story about a man who many who knew him uh, had no uh, hope that this man would ever change. But it alludes and reminds you and I of the difference indeed that Jesus Christ can make. And as we look at this story this morning, it is my prayer that we will be reminded of the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and that we will put into perspective what we're about to go do today and how the Lord might use you and I literally today to touch eternity for someone in whom we may not even know. Now as we unpack this story, notice really quickly this morning, first of all, the curiosity of Zacchaeus. The Lord is Coming to town, the Bible tells us that he's entering and passing through Jericho. And of course, we know that uh, Jericho had a, a, a great history. It was not a good history. Uh, Jericho was the city that Joshua and the uh, chosen people of the Lord took as they encompassed the city. And the Lord took the walls down, and it was a cursed city. And so the history and the uh, knowledge of the city kind of matched the life of Zacchaeus. And the Lord is coming to the city. He's passing through this way. And this is where Zacchaeus resides. And we see that Zacchaeus is a publican. In verse 2, we see that this is his position. This is his vocation, uh, if you will. And the Bible says that uh, uh, he was a chief of the publicans. Now, a publican was a tax collector for the Roman government. So Zacchaeus was a Jew. He was collecting taxes from his fellow citizens for the Roman government in whom they were enslaved to. So nobody liked this guy. Uh, he was taking their money uh, they hated the bondage they were in. They hated the situation that their family was enduring. And as, as Zacchaeus would come and the money was collected, it was a reminder of the situation that they were in and the fact that they were in a time of cursing. And Zacchaeus, uh, being in this situation, was one that was hated. And the Bible says that he was chief among the publicans. So he wasn't just hated for the fact that he was taking the taxes from the people for the Roman government, but he was chief of the publicans. He oversaw the operation. He was in charge of Jericho. And every publican in Jericho answered to Zacchaeus to make sure that they were collecting the right amount of taxes. And then the Bible says, and he was rich. And as you study the practice that these men uh, undertook as they were publicans, it wasn't just because it was a good paying job. Oftentimes there was a lot of dishonesty. Uh, there was deceit. They were padding their own pockets. They were collecting more than they should. And they were giving Rome their cut. And they were keeping some for themselves. And so Zacchaeus living in Jericho was literally a hated man in society. Nobody liked him. Uh, he was like the Scrooge of, of uh, Jericho, if you will. Uh, nobody liked him. Uh, nobody liked what he did. And nobody liked the uh, way he went about doing it. And he was hated certainly by his fellow people because they felt as if he had betrayed them. So the Lord is coming to Jericho. Zacchaeus, this hated man in community, hears that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming. And we see... Uh, his pursuit in verse 3, the Bible says, And he, Zacchaeus, sought 
to see Jesus who he was. So the, the noise that Jesus is coming into Jericho has reached the ears of Zacchaeus. He wants to go see him. He's heard no doubt about him and his teaching and his miracles and his ministry. But the Bible says that he could not for the press because he was little of stature. And so Zacchaeus uh, hears about the Lord Jesus Christ. He's going to be passing through Jericho. Uh, there was a, a uh, planned uh, a path, if you will, that Jesus would take in and through the city. And Zacchaeus in his heart wanted to at least see the Lord Jesus Christ. He had heard about him and wanted to see him with his own eye. But as Zacchaeus gets to the place evidently, where uh, people would be greeting Jesus and seeing Jesus. As he got there, there were already a lot of people there. And the Bible says that Zacchaeus encounters a problem because he is a man of little stature. He's a short guy. And he shows up to see Jesus, and there's a crowd of people there, and he's in the back. And he can't see over the people, and he's in his mind thinking, if I stay here, I'm never going to see Jesus because of this crowd of people that's in the way. And because of who Zacchaeus was, uh, because of what he did, because of his reputation, it wasn't like people were going to say, hey, you can you know, get in front of me. Hey, you can be up here. Nobody was going to give any courtesy to Zacchaeus. Everybody hated him. He was going to stay in the back, and he wasn't going to see Jesus. And to everyone who had gathered there, that was fine with them. They didn't care. But he does something unusual. There was such a desire to see the Lord Jesus Christ, and because of the predicament of his height and his uh, fathoming or, or reckoning with himself that he was not going to be able to see the Lord Jesus Christ. He does something that I think is very unusual, and if you were there, I think it would have been very unusual as well. And we see in verse number 4 that he runs before and climbs up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. Now, sometimes we're guilty of just reading the Bible and not really pausing to think and to live the Bible. But here is Zacchaeus, this chief of publicans, this rich man, this, uh, this thief, this betrayer, this hated man of his own uh, people. And he hears of the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming to Jericho. And he wants to see him. And he goes to where the people are preparing to greet him. And no doubt they've been there for a while. And they've been preparing to see Jesus. They're excited that they're going to get to see the living Son of God. Maybe some have prepared some homemade food. Maybe some have gathered some gifts. Maybe uh, some have some fresh water for the Lord on his journey. And, and no doubt there's an entourage there to greet and, and to bless the Lord Jesus Christ. And Zacchaeus comes, and he's not going to be a part of that, and he can't see because he's small, but he really wants to see Jesus. So what does he do? Zacchaeus here with these people, knowing he's not going to get a good spot, knowing no one's going to trade him spots, he sees on down the path a tree. And here this tax collector, here this small Jewish businessman, Looks down the path and sees this tree, and the Bible says that he runs to the tree and he climbs up into the tree, figuring in his mind, this is the way that Jesus is going to come. And when he does, from this vantage point, I am going to be able to see him. Now stop and think for a moment with me in your mind this morning. What would drive a middle-aged Jewish businessman to run and to go climb up into a tree. I would imagine that was unusual for Zacchaeus. 
I don't think many days as a publican included tree climbing. I don't think he had on the attire for tree climbing. I don't think he woke up that morning thinking, I'm going to go climb a tree today. I think the entire thing was just kind of, uh, it just happened in the moment. It was unplanned. It was unexpected. But because Zacchaeus had a desire in his heart to see Jesus, he ran and he climbed up in that tree. Can I just challenge you and I this morning? It's amazing what somebody will do when they want to see Jesus. It's incredible the length that somebody will go when they truly have a heart to see the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe as we gather together this morning, and yes, today has been planned, and what a privilege it is uh, to take a day and, and not be in class and to be out in the community and to be inviting people to church and sharing the love of Jesus Christ. But I hope greater than all of that, it is a, is a desire in your heart and mind that we would see Jesus work today, that we would see Jesus working into our lives because the Lord Jesus Christ certainly desires to do that. And so Zacchaeus runs ahead of the crowd and he climbs up into a tree and no doubt shocking everyone with his behavior. But because of his passion to see the Lord Jesus Christ, he was going to do whatever it took to see him. Well, what happens? I love it. Verse number five. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. We see the curiosity of Zacchaeus, but we see the call of Zacchaeus here. Zacchaeus now has run and he's perched in this tree and he's waiting for the arrival of the Lord Jesus Christ. He just wanted to get a look at the living Son of God. But as we read in this verse, he got a whole lot more than that. And there's so many things about this story that I love. The Bible never even records the contact between Jesus and the crowd. I don't know if he even stopped at the crowd. I don't know if he ate the brownies they brought, drank the water, received the gifts. I don't know. The Bible never records or says a word about what happened here with the crowd that had gathered to see the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Bible quickly points out that Jesus saw Zacchaeus. And students, never forget this. Jesus always sees the people who want to see him. Draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. There was a man in Jericho who wanted to see Jesus Christ, who was making it known by the way he was behaving. And the Bible says that Jesus made a beeline for him. Jesus saw him, and he went to him. And I can only imagine in Zacchaeus' mind, he's perched up in this tree. He's kind of looking down that path. And now here's the Son of God, the living uh, Jesus Christ is coming towards him. And he sees him. And Jesus is looking at him. And Zacchaeus has got to be thinking, this is incredible. This is exactly what I wanted. This is why I came. This is Jesus. This is awesome. But then I think Zacchaeus was getting nervous. Because then I think he's thinking, he's still like coming to me. I, mean, I thought he was going to stop over there with those people, but he just passed by. And I really wanted to see him, but I think he's coming to talk to me. I think he's going to stop. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And the Lord Jesus Christ gets to the base of that tree. The Lord Jesus looks up at Zacchaeus. And those eyes peer into the eyes and soul of Zacchaeus. He begins to speak. And I believe Zacchaeus was blown away by the fact that he had the audience of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And the Bible says, as the Lord looked up at him, that he said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And what a gracious invitation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Zacchaeus did not deserve Jesus Christ to desire this time with him. Here was this crowd of people. Who knows how long they were there, but they were there before Zacchaeus was. But it is Zacchaeus that Jesus Christ extends this invitation to. And certainly that is a picture of God's grace. None of us in here this morning deserve God's grace, but it has been given to us. It is an amazing and gracious gift from the Lord. He told Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. The Bible reminds you, neither behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Listen, there's an urgency with what we're about to do today. There are people in Lancaster and Palmdale that at this moment are on their way to an eternal hell away from God. They may not have another Easter. If the Lord tarries this coming, April 21 of 2019, might be the last opportunity they have to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ. There's an urgency in what we're doing. And the Lord said to Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. Zacchaeus had to humble himself before the Lord. Have you ever watched someone getting out of a tree? It's a little awkward. Have you ever been up in a tree and then people around watching you get out? You're trying to do so gracefully, you know, like you've, you've mastered this art. You're trying to do it without killing yourself or falling or getting hurt or whatever. It's awkward to watch someone come out of a tree. And the Lord said to Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going with you. And as I read the Bible, the Lord stood there while this middle-aged businessman descended from this tree to escort the Lord Jesus Christ to his home. Jesus said, I must abide at thy house. As you and I read about the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, this is the only time in the Bible that we find the Lord offering himself uninvited to be a guest at someone's house. Whose house was so worthy of this invitation? Who was it that was honored by the uninvited presence of the Lord Jesus Christ? The only time we find it in Scripture, who was it? Zacchaeus, the chief among the publicans. Well, this was more than Zacchaeus thought he would get. He desired to see him for sure. He proved that by the climbing up in the sycamore tree, but the Lord took it so much further in stopping and talking with him and inviting him to his house. So how does he respond? Notice in verse number 6, And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Students, can I challenge you this morning? There is no greater response to the call of God than what you and I read in verse number 6. And he made haste. Student, when God calls, run. When God points in the direction you're supposed to go, go. When God calls, answer. Don't wait, don't doubt, don't debate. Go. God looks at Zacchaeus and he says, Make haste, come down, I'm going to your house. And the Bible says, and he made haste, and he came down, and he received him joyfully. He had an urgency, he had an obedience and he had a cheer about the fact that he was going to host the living Son of God. This world that you and I live in is so looking for happiness and joy in every direction. It's clamoring for anything that would bring hope and peace to the world in which you and I live. 
I don't know the psychological makeup of Zacchaeus. But I would have to imagine when that man pillowed his head at night, it was a pretty lonely feeling. I would have to imagine all by himself as he reflected on the life he was living, chief of publicans, rich, deceitful, uh, uncaring, hated, a traitor. I would have to imagine at night it was very lonely. It was very depressing. Uh, nobody envied Zacchaeus. He had money, but he was miserable. But the Bible says that he made haste and he came down and he received him joyfully. There was a sensation happening in Zacchaeus' heart that he was unfamiliar with. There was something happening in his life that he didn't know how to handle. There was something going on inside that was unexplainable, but there was a joy that was overcoming him because now he was in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, this crowd, no doubt, was thankful for this, were they not? This was the man in whom they hated. This was the uh, thief. This was the deceiver. Uh, this was the betrayer. And now Jesus is paying attention to him and offering him time. And no doubt good will come from this. No doubt this crowd applauded this opportunity. Well, look at verse 7. The Bible says, And when they sought, here's the crowd, to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, they all murmured, saying, that he, who's he? Jesus, the same man they waited to greet, that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. We see the criticism of this, the criticism of this call that the Lord extends to Zacchaeus. And I remind you and I this morning that whenever you and I are a part of the work of the Lord that is going forward, there is always going to be criticism. The Bible reminds you and I, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And here the Lord Jesus Christ calls Zacchaeus down from that tree that he might go to his house and minister to him and share with him the life-changing news of the gospel. But as the people saw it, they murmured. In fact, the Bible says in verse 7, they all murmured. The Bible records for you and I that every single person in that group began to look at what Jesus was doing and they put their nose up. And they said, I can't believe that Jesus Christ is giving Zacchaeus the time of day. What does he think he's doing? Zacchaeus doesn't deserve Jesus to go to his house. Zacchaeus is a traitor. Zacchaeus is a thief. I really believe that this crowd would have been fine with the fact that Zacchaeus would have never even known Jesus. In fact, had Zacchaeus spent an eternity in hell, from what I sensed from that crowd, they would have felt like, good, that's exactly what he deserved. Now, friend, can I tell you something? You know what I deserve? An eternity in hell. Because I'm a sinner. And the stuff I know I'm not supposed to do, sometimes I do it. And the very things I know that God has commanded me to do, sometimes I find myself not being obedient to that. And I understand according to the law, according to the book, according to God's word, that if Gabe Rule got what he deserved, it would be an eternity away from God and a Christless black in hell. But I'm thankful 
that at a summer camp in seventh grade, I heard a preacher stand behind a pulpit and preach about Calvary and what Jesus did. I'm thankful on a Wednesday night at camp that I knelt where the bonfire had been earlier and I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I'm thankful this morning that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt according to 1 John 5.13 that I will spend an eternity with God in heaven. I know it's not deserved, but I'm thankful it was given. And I'm thankful I received it. And I know that it has changed my life and it has given me a passion to share it with other people as well. Student, do you remember the day that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Is there passion in your heart to share the gospel with somebody else? Is there a desire to see somebody else meet Jesus in your presence? This crowd could not get over the way they felt about this man to see the miracle that was taking place in front of them. May you and I be very, very careful when the Lord is at work. Are we going to be like Jesus in extending love and mercy and grace to anyone? Are we going to be like this crowd? We don't have the time of day for that person. As I read the story, they may not have had the time of day for Zacchaeus, but Jesus didn't have the time of day for them. He passed right by that crowd, and he went right to the person who wanted to know him. May you and I be very, very careful that we are in tune with the Spirit of God and that we, like Jesus and with Jesus, are going to the people looking for the Lord Jesus Christ. We see the curiosity of Zacchaeus. We see the call of the Lord. Notice thirdly the change that is wrought in his life. The Bible reminds you and I in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And we see a radical change in the life of Zacchaeus as a result of this encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. We see it in his performance in verse number 8. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord. Wow. Zacchaeus has accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior, and his first reaction is to say, Behold, Lord. You're in control. You're in authority. My life is yours. Behold, Lord. So much in those two words. He continues, The half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. The very people that Zacchaeus preyed upon, the very people that he stole from, the very people that he was driving to poverty and didn't care and patting his own pockets and becoming rich, he comes to know the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior and he says, Lord, half of everything I have, I'm going to give to the poor. I'm going to go back through the records and everyone that I ripped off and everyone that I stole and everyone that I took more percentage of than I should have I will calculate it in fourfold, Lord. I will repay. Wow. Wow. Here's a man hated amongst his people. Here's a man living a life of deceit and, and thievery. Here's a man that as people walked by him, they would just as rent through and uh, throw stones at him. I mean, he was a traitor. But one afternoon with the Lord Jesus Christ, and he has a heart for the poor. And he's reconciling all of his wrongs. That's the difference that Jesus Christ makes. Listen, we can look at our world and talk about how bad it is and it's bad. We can look at our community and talk about how bad it is and it's bad. 
We can talk about how prevalent sin is and we can talk about the warped thinking of people and we can talk about all the things that are out there and they are out there and they are real and quite frankly they are overwhelming. But I want us to be reminded in this room this morning we still serve a life-changing God. And he took Zacchaeus who was hated, who was a thief, who just as soon could have been dead as far as the people were concerned and Jesus Christ changed his life. And I don't know who it is in Lancaster and in Palmdale who's driving much of this, but I want to tell you they are no match for the life-changing power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus can change your life. We see this change in the way that he performs his duties. We see the change in verse 9, and Jesus sent him this day, is salvation come to this house? For as much as he is also as the son of Abraham. We see a change in his position. He's from a condemned soul to a pardoned soul. Salvation has come to his house. There's no greater day. For as much, the Bible says, as he also is a son of Abraham, for as much so uh, means because of, because he's accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, he now is a son of Abraham. He's part of the family of God, and there's more to it than that. But I just want to tell you, friend, there's a lot of people you and I are going to rub shoulders with today that the answer to their problems is to become a part of the family of God. The Lord reminds Zacchaeus what has happened here. But then we see why. This change occurred. And it was because of one person. In verse number 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. For the Son of Man, the deity of Christ, the living Son of God, the Word which became flesh and dwelt among us, came to this earth to save men but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant as made in likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. What was Jesus doing that day? Seeking to save the lost. Friend, what do you and I want to do today? Seek to see the lost saved. Can I challenge you and I to never forget the incredible truth that Jesus changes everything. And every person that we leave an invite for today on their door or that we invite or that we communicate with, the hope that they need is found in a person and that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus radically changed Zacchaeus' life. And Jesus desires to radically change lives today. Will you and I be involved in that? Will you and I be used of the Lord? You say, Brother Rule, that's a great story, but that was a long time ago. Can I share with you quickly this morning a story that wasn't that long ago of the Lord Jesus Christ changing a life? Look at the screen, would you? I told this story to my class on Sunday, everyone in that video was in church this past Sunday. And we were reminded of the importance of sharing the love of Christ with other people. I love about that story that Roy came home from work after being invited, and his wife found an invitation to Easter on the door. And that was the affirmation that the Lord used to bring them. This guy began to change their life, and they invited others, Angel and Maria and their family. 
And then Angelo's dad, Randy. Randy had gone through some difficulties and the Lord used an Easter service to soften Randy's heart. And he came and we sat in my office and we looked at the Word of God and Randy bowed his head and accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. And Randy's here this morning with us. I'm going to go out and tell people about Jesus today and invite them to Easter Sunday. I just want all of us to be reminded, whether it's Zacchaeus in Jericho or Randy Ramirez right here in the Antelope Valley, the Lord Jesus Christ is still in the life-changing business. And He changes everything. What you and I are about to go do right now is literally what Jesus did when He walked this earth. And may you and I go out in His Spirit and in His power, but may we go out convinced that He can change lives.